Hello and welcome to the Hello Judges podcast. My guest this week is Yanis Podens from Coffee Collective. Yanis is the recently crowned Coffee Masters London champion, as well as previously winning National Barista and Cup Tasters Championships. We have a good chat all about the competitions, Coffee Masters, Cup Tasters, Barista, covering loads of ground. I've extracted the first half of this podcast over a frozen ball in order to retain more volatile aromatics. Please enjoy. Yanis, uh, welcome to the Hello Judges podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I've been, uh, I've been, uh, I've been a listener to the season one, so I've been enjoying a lot of the, a lot of the recordings with a lot of a lot of friends of mine as well, and and a lot of people I look up to the industry. So thanks for having me. Oh, excellent! Great to have you. Yeah, series two. I'm trying to have a few more like international guests rather than just focusing on the UK scene. So a bit more widely spread. Yeah, I mean, you guys have pretty a pretty uh, broad. Um, amount of people of in the UK that are some serious serious competitors in the scene so it's been it's been really fun to listen to and uh, yeah just to see some of the perspectives that people have and uh, also learn and kind of get some tips and tricks that I can use as well so it's been nice yeah it's a good sort of knowledge exchange isn't it like nobody's too experienced and too celebrated to not be able to pick up a couple of little helpful nuggets here and there no, definitely. I, and I think it's also, I think the great thing about listening to your podcast has been just um, because there's nothing really much like that out there. Obviously, there's a lot of people writing blogs and, and you know, those are kind of heavy pieces to kind of dive into. But it's always nice to to have a listen to other people and then just, just yeah, taking these kind of small things. And actually, the, the small things always matter. So adding things that you can use or being like, oh, that's a great idea. Why didn't I ever think of it? So I've had plenty of those moments. So it's 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 been good. Awesome. Thank you. Well, we'll start off quite light. What um, what coffee are you drinking right at this moment? So I just brewed um, a quite a unique coffee. Actually, we have it on the on the menu now for the second time this season. It's the Takesi Geisha from Bolivia. So it's a probably pretty well known coffee. It's not a coffee that you can get from too many roasters i think it's only still four roasteries in the world that kind of have access to this coffee and uh, i'm privileged enough to work for a company that we're one of the kind of exclusive partners with with mariana to casey so yeah and it's also been uh, one of my favorite coffees uh, along the years i've used it for a couple of competitions so um and we just just launched this coffee last friday as kind of a late harvest offering so um yeah so it's a pretty pretty delicious coffee Amazing. Yeah, I think I had um, last year's release of it. I tried some at Rosslyn in London and it's definitely one of my favorite coffees I've had. Yeah, I think it's just um, something unique. Um, obviously, it's probably one of the most highest or like coffee grown at the highest elevation in the world. At, at least I haven't heard anybody doing it a bit more higher up than that. I think they're kind of the, one of the lots they're growing is at 2,600 meters above sea level. So it's uh, it's quite high up. So it, it gives a unique, um, just a unique character for the coffee. And I think it's uh, it's every year when we get it, it's kind of, oh, this coffee is, is something else, something special. Amazing. I'm actually currently drinking a yellow Katawaii from the same producer roasted by Monogram. Yeah, yeah. Also Amazing. very, very, very good coffee. I think uh, something a, a little bit different to the Takesi, but to the to the Geisha variety, but uh, still, yeah, very, very good. 
So you used this coffee, you mentioned in previous competitions and uh, this year in Coffee Masters in London, which you won. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Um, so what made you choose this coffee to take to the competition? Um, I think it's a quite a funny story, actually, because um, I I was going leading up to London. I was I was kind of focusing on on many different things. Obviously, I've been in the competition a couple of times before, so I kind of knew what to look forward to. So I was um, I was uh, after I kind of made my signature drink and obviously made the video for the for the for the application. I knew I want to use this coffee, but actually at that point we had completely run out of it. So then uh, I had a little kind of a dilemma moment of thinking, okay, what coffee I'm going to use? Because we had also the weekend before we had the Danish national championships here in, in Copenhagen. So then a colleague of mine who used it for the Brewers Cup, he he actually ended up winning and going to Athens now, which is which is amazing. But he used um, he used the Takesi that was frozen from. So we ran out of this coffee about in like mid January. So he used the coffee that was frozen and vacuum packed from about like end of December roasts, and it still tasted quite quite amazing. So uh, the day when he won, my like obviously I congratulated him and and everything, and then I asked him how much coffee you have left over. So he said I have I have six 16 gram doses that I have like in my freezer. And I said, I want them all because uh, I want to use this coffee for London. So um, so obviously I did a bit of practicing with with some other coffees, but to be honest with the drink that I made, none, none of the other coffees really worked well. So um, so I gave everything, all the six, all the six gram, six doses that I had, um, I used up in uh, one for preparation and then the rest was, was kind of for, for the, for the um, for the actual thing so so it worked out quite well and it was still quite fantastic even though roasted like four months ago and and vacuum packed so yeah amazing it must be quite a lot of uh stress having so little of the coffee but um yeah i think i think probably a bit less stressful for for the coffee masters because you only you don't need that much like for example when you go on on barista or brewer's cup and you want to you know actually properly practice with it make sure it peaks and and you dial it in and then you know it's tasting good so you're kind of sure about it so so uh, but i know the coffee well so that was kind of in, in my favor that i know what to expect from it and also i used it as a more like an ingredient uh, quite a quite an important ingredient but more as an ingredient to a drink than kind of uh, the main component if i can say so it's um, so it worked out worked out well with 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 what i had to work with so yeah I wouldn't actually know what to do if I would run out. So and that would be a tricky moment for me to uh, to replicate a drink with a different coffee. So, Well, you know, like I said, it definitely worked and uh, I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have liked to have been in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the that's the part of the game to know, OK, what do we have to to work with and, and just to be smart, I guess, around and then seeing Obviously, you need to chase, taste things you want to serve to people, but then with this, it's kind of a, a limited amount that I could do. So, but worked out at the end, so I'm pretty happy. Awesome. So, uh, was this your fourth time competing in Coffee Masters? Um, this was actually my fifth time in Coffee Masters. So, I've done two two Coffee Masters in New York and two in London previously. Um, yeah. So, like I said, I kind of knew what I'm I'm going in for, but. Um, to be honest, Coffee Master has always been a competition for me that uh, ever since the first time 
uh, that I did in New York in 2017. It's been that kind of competition that's been bringing me back and and wanting to uh, compete and do better. And I think it's just the, the pure show of skill on stage that draws me back to it. Although the other competitions, the more classics are, have always been in my heart too, but I think Coffee Master has been always the one that, that uh, yeah, in a way pushes you to the limit to the extent that you need to perform on stage and you need to really test your skills, what you have. And uh, obviously there's a bit of prep involved, but I wouldn't say it, it is as much as for, for like a barista competition or a brewer's cup. Yeah. Yeah, Coffee Masters feels very like, you know, skills and experience based and like you can't really, like you can't prepare so much for how it's going to happen. Whereas Barista Championship, you're very much, you know, performing to a score sheet and, you know, you can get yourself ready a year in advance if you need to. Um, with uh, Coffee Masters, how, how have you approached getting ready for it? um this year is actually quite quite tough in 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 general because i was actually signed up for the barista championships here in denmark as well that was kind of a conscious decision that i made at the start of the year that um i wanted to get back on the barista championship stage um but then i also knew that i want to have a another another shot at the coffee masters so i i had signed up for both and um so yeah, I think it was three, three and a half weeks before the barista championship. I realized that um, that this is kind of too much um, to to prep for. More in a way that I every time I would go into a session to prep for the barista championship, I would end up doing things for the masters, kind of un, unintentionally. And then and then I think uh, some of the things maybe wouldn't work out as well or or what i wanted for the barista championships i think like you've said before in your previous podcast that you know you need a feeling for for the competition you need a feeling that you want to bring something to the stage that's um that is you know you can kind of fully back it and whether it's the coffee that you're using whether it's your kind of thought or idea of your theme of your presentation so this year was kind of a, a very difficult decision because nothing was really clicking and uh, for a while it was quite frustrating because um, um, I really love the barista championship. I think that's kind of the the heart and soul to say of, of the barista competitions around the world. And um, yeah, I think at some point I just got really devastated because um, yeah, nothing was really, obviously like the technical skills and how to serve the drinks and all of that. That's kind of second nature by now, but um, the, the 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 other aspects of it kind of creating a theme that i'm really you know behind and want to share kind of a, a story and 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 the coffee kind of was not coming together the coffee was nice that i wanted to use um but then also thinking about the score sheet now having a couple of years experience both competing and judging and and it was just kind of not clicking so i had a i actually had a, a long discussion with my wife and i said like i don't I'm yeah I'm kind of heartbroken because I'm not feeling it this year and um and she said well maybe it's it's time to actually focus on one thing so I've always been kind of a do it all kind of person be like it'll be fine and then the competition weekend comes and you have to like put your put 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 many many different you know do many different things at the same time so so I I made the decision to um to um back out of the barista championship this year 
and just to kind of fully focus on on London. And the preparation was quite fun. I mean, I knew what my weak points were, what I what I need to work on. Um, I knew what I'm also very good at, so I can kind of leave that for for the actual stage time. So, but um, I think just mentally getting ready, just to uh, seeing all the rules and if there's any rule changes or they did a they did adjust a little bit of the brewing round rules now adding the batch brew as a uh, it used to be i think in the past i don't know if it was actually this year was the first year but basically when they introduced you have to make a batch brew in the brewing round so you get a point so this year you have to make a batch brew that we're going to fully evaluate and you get a separate score on that and then um um that was another thing to kind of focus on and, and just the brewing and, and seeing okay what what different methods i need to refresh myself on like the chemex or or different things that i maybe don't use every day and then doing a little bit of latte art as well so just to kind of get things in check and feeling i think mostly for me it was just feeling comfortable going to london that i i know maybe what my weak spots are but i also know where i'm strong and what i, I need to focus on so Awesome. Which is your um, favorite discipline in Coffee Masters to do? Like, which one are you like excited to come up? Um, I think, to be honest, there's 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 all of them I do like. I think the the tasting ones are are the ones that are uh, the most fun because you kind of have an immediate answer of how you did, um, and then those are quite fun to pre prepare for. Obviously. The preparation for the for the cupping events where you have to do the memory cuppings or or the origin cuppings they're quite hard sometimes because then you know how good or how bad you did um this year in london was really difficult though it was very 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 hard i think the the um, the roasting roasting sponsor pact did a very good job of brewing their coffees to the extent that they all tasted very very similar um so it was it was very difficult um, to actually to actually score high uh, because I, I'm going I was going into London this year with some experience from before then that I know okay I'm in the three to six correct answer range usually that's kind of my average what I'm what I'm used to and then this year was, was very difficult there was a lot of zero rounds not only for me but for a lot of the other competitors so getting one or two correct felt felt uh, very very pleasing to be honest but nevertheless it was fun it was also like a good way how to test your senses and see okay can you adapt to different roasting styles different origins of coffees some coffees you've never tasted before so so it was very very fun but yeah did your experience as a latvian cup tasters champion uh come back to you uh for that round yeah i think a little bit i think um obviously be prepped preparing for that i've been doing the cup tasters pretty much every year um also here in denmark so it's always been kind of good to uh revisit those kind of strategies and skills i i view cup tasting as more of a strategy game rather than the tasting game just to uh, um, to 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 see how you can react to different coffees different situations um how do you taste differently if you can't figure out what is tasting like what or or if you need to taste at different temperatures so i think I think that was that that was quite helpful for me because I'm I'm obviously a lot of a lot of people that I that I talk to that do cupping and we've also done some practice here in the company for the for the championships. A lot of people really focus on the on the coffee, which obviously is the thing that you need to do. 
but my approach is also like i focus on also different things of um, you know what to do if the coffee is too hot what to do if you know something's overlapping too much well how do i you know it, or if the coffee tastes too same or too similar what do i how do i taste differently or you know do i have the same amount of liquid in my spoon every every time i taste so there's a lot of kind of different thoughts going in so that definitely helped some of the rounds it i thought it helped but it didn't help at the end so so um but but yeah kind of having that in mind a bit of a bit of strategy is always is always helpful when it comes to to tasting coffee yeah definitely a good point like one thing i um i learned last year like i've been tasting coffee for quite a few years but just last year i was uh, i did my q grader and i realized that in a long day of slurping coffees sometimes you'll slurp the coffee a little bit differently and you'll perceive certain attributes differently so oh. being consistent with how you taste can definitely make a huge difference yeah definitely i think one of the main experiences when i when i was practicing quite heavily for the cup tasting is is actually just that how do you do you know do you know that you're tasting the every cup the same way or do you have the same amount um so when i when i would actually taste the coffees in a triangulation i would i wouldn't slurp too much i would just kind of drink or like kind of something between a slurp and a sip so i would get more of the kind of body mouthfeel sweetness and then a lot of times if i struggle to perceive the difference then i would start to actually slurp them and then see if i can get some of the aromatics some of the kind of more fragile aromas tell me the difference so uh, so that's been a that's been a, a pretty good way how to approach things from difficult cuppings to also competition cuppings and and also all the way to the coffee masters to just to kind of see yeah where where is that difference or or where is that kind of nuance in the coffee that i need to find yeah i think that's a really good insider tip like uh definitely having a strategic strategic approach to how you you know approach each challenge is really important yeah definitely so, i think I, i've talked with a, a lot of other like um uh, people that have been actively going at the cup tasters and then there's like strategies from like okay you need to like watch every round and see who's doing good if they're a fast cupper and then if you're going up against them in the semi-finals or finals you need to like cup fast and put them out of their like comfort zone and all of these kind of things so it's also it's definitely a mind game as well but but ultimately you want to focus on the cups in front of you and obviously eight out of eight is the goal and if you do that you're pretty you're pretty set to go if nobody's really faster than you but but yeah it's it's definitely more once you start thinking into it more it's definitely more complex competition but then again from the other side i i'm always really amazed of people that just come in and do it for the first time and then just focus on the coffees and then do really really well or like better than you and then i'm like oh, maybe i should just just stop all of this nonsense and focus on the coffee in front of me and just taste it and you know be done with it so so it's 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 a mix of different things so but uh i guess it's the approach that that people like i i kind of really like the the game approach of it and then seeing okay well, how can i manipulate this how can i how can i see where the difference is so Awesome. Um, we've touched on it sort of uh, a little bit in passing, but what's the um, competition culture like at Coffee Collective? Because there's been, you know, quite a lot of success 
across multiple different competitions from different team members. So I'm just wondering how that sort of discussion goes on at Coffee Collective. Yeah, I think I think um, me personally have been incredibly uh, incredibly um, lucky to be to be a part of this company for the last six years. Um, just when it comes to the kind of um, people around you, but also the support that that you get from um, from when it comes to coffee competitions, a lot of companies I think these days you either look it as a as a thing that you know you can gain things out of or you kind of see it as maybe a waste of time sometimes i've felt that from from some other people um but i think with within coffee collective it's always been great um we've we have obviously we have the facilities and and kind of a training room where we can we can spend spend time and and, and dive into practicing but also the the support from the company both kind of moral and mental support but also when it comes to things like coffee, you know, obviously all the equipment we have or, or if we need to have some more equipment, that is always a, a possibility if there is if there is budget for that. So that's been, uh, I think, me and some of the other people that have been competing. We've been extremely lucky to kind of have a company, company behind us, backing us all the way. Um, and then I think the culture has been growing year, year after year. Um, there's always been the Danish championships happening and we've kind of i've been trying to compete um when i was eligible to keep, compete in denmark i've been trying to compete every year and drag some people in along with me either it's kind of helping me backstage or 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 coming in for the, some of the practice sessions and seeing or helping some of the first timers to compete as much as i can so so they actually get a good experience out of it because i think that's the most important part is 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 to to learn something from it and see if this is actually something you like or if this is something that you know you you've tried and you kind of figure out maybe it's not for you and obviously with the uh, with the uh, big names in-house like klaus obviously being a world barista champion and we have one of the other co-founders casper who's a cup tasting champion and then michaela who's the runner-up in brewers cup not 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 so many years ago i always laugh with klaus though that that 2006 is a very long time ago when it comes to coffee competitions let's call it the before before scale era but uh, obviously it's a it's a massive achievement and i think he still gets quite a quite a good time when the competition season rolls around and he can we can gather all of the people that want to compete and then uh, yeah start start seeing what we need to do and and uh, but yeah i think i think it's been it's been nice we've been consistently growing the numbers of people that want to compete in the from the company and and i think we've this year was a quite a good success for us we managed to be top three in all the disciplines that were that were at the danish coffee festival and managed to win the brewers cup as well so so we'll have a one of our one of our longtime baristas kian who's also a danish barista champion um going to athens to 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 the brewers cup so i think it's been nice i think there's always like every year we learn as well what we need to do when it comes to what kind of coffees we can get what kind of support we need do we need to get some somebody in as a judge to come in and work with us for a day or two so um when 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 the budget's available and when we have the time then we 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 try to make it make it work as as good as we can and then but also just basically using everybody everybody's knowledge in-house and then also some people that that haven't done anything 
competition related get them to sit in as a judge and see what it's like and you know what it is actually to taste these coffees and 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 give some feedback to the to the people competing because i think a lot of times we also see we're in this competition game and we know the rules but then it's sometimes so refreshing to have somebody coming in from the side that's maybe never seen anything like this and they'll be like well you can actually do this this way and that would be much more organic or you know much more service minded and then sometimes we have we're in this small bubble of like thinking okay routine workflow you know time and everything and then we have a, a person that doesn't necessarily know anything about the competitions and they say like oh you should do this and we're like that's actually a great idea so so it's yeah but uh, generally it's, it's it's quite nice and we're trying to trying to learn as we go as well amazing it sounds like there's a really great culture uh internally for it yeah I, uh, I wanted to ask you as well so you mentioned you're a four times danish rugby champion um yes, so um do you have a sort of general competitive nature does that feed into that like do you just are you always wanting to try and win different things i think there was a part of me at some point that was actually yeah i really wanted to win things and that kind of competitive nature um but when it comes to when it comes to sports and especially rugby that's kind of been my first true love in a way that was that was the my uh, uh, when I was in, in, I've been playing rugby since I was like six, and it's not really a huge sport back home for us in Latvia. Um, but I started very early, and I think throughout high school, I realized that's something I want to do, or at least try to do professionally. Um, so, so that was the first kind of real shot of doing something, um, but that ended up uh, quite unsuccessful because I got injured very young, and then. I had to kind of put that dream on pause for for probably like seven or eight years and after this i kind of found i found coffee um so then that took over for the next like six six seven years and then i think um getting back into into rugby was just a, a means of of uh doing something maybe physical but also just kind of have a bit of a different challenge outside of work and outside of coffee too to get back into so i've been fortunate enough to to join the best club in denmark and uh, we've had some successful seasons here in the in the danish danish championships so so yeah but uh but i would say i'm probably uh, if you ask me now i am a competitive person but i think i'm a competitive person with myself i want to get better at what i'm doing at the moment whether it's whether it's work or 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 playing rugby or or other things so i'm i'm just trying to find ways how to how to improve i think that's the best way of uh of being like i've always thought of myself as not very competitive yet i still keep competing in these barista championships and there's a bit of disconnect like well it doesn't make sense and maybe it's that like maybe i'm competing with myself to constantly try and you know prove i can do better next time like it, it can be quite addictive entering these competitions I think there's an element always there. I mean, we've all gone through the grueling practice sessions where you're questioning everything, what you're doing. And then you're basically, you. I think every time I've competed, I've had a moment where I'm like, why am I doing this? Like you get to a point where 
where it just gets mentally difficult and then all the trainings and then can this get better can well you know when you've practiced your routine countless times in a row so it's so you get to a point where you start questioning all of that but i think um that there's also a certain mental aspect to it where you kind of get through it and 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 grow as a professional so yeah i think probably if it wouldn't be for for competitions i wouldn't i wouldn't be in coffee anymore probably i would i would say and i think a lot of people probably can relate a little bit to that that the competitions kind of push you forward uh, at least for me um, that has been the biggest learning curve of of my of my career awesome so you you mentioned before that klaus uh won the world championship back in 2006 and um obviously it was a very different time and competition back then and you've also been competing now for quite a few years how have you aside from like rules changes how have you noticed the competitions change since you first started i think um i think quite a bit like when when i first started it was kind of a fun thing to do and then obviously you read the rules and there's a whole bunch of different things to do and 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 different boxes to tick so i think um from the it really kind of clicked um, for me after my first world championship that was 2016 in dublin where you'd actually what i would actually think of like okay i need to think about all of this a little bit differently it's 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 a little bit more than kind of choosing a nice coffee making a presentation essentially that's what it is you choose a coffee you make a presentation but but um i didn't kind of understand the kind of getting points in that kind of game aspect of it until until maybe after that um where is it where is it coming now i think with the experience over the years that i've had in in in, in competing I do see it maybe from more of a more of a different perspective. Obviously, it's still you know you need to create something you're passionate about. You need to deliver a, either a coffee or an idea or something that you're really passionate about talking. But on the other side, there's always this score sheet on the other side, so you need to get points where you can get them. And and uh, I think to be honest, the biggest the so so I realized this after my debrief after uh, the world championships 2016 how how much feedback i got obviously i didn't place very well i don't think that i did too bad for for what i brought but but um that debrief was very very insightful of like what are, what do i actually need to do to you know be better or even make the semis and and what kind of coffees they're looking at and and uh, how 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 things taste and then the the second kind of biggest um change of thought was actually when I spent a season judging. So I did three different national championships um, in 2018 because we didn't have a national championship back home. And then and then I wasn't eligible to do anything here in Denmark. Um, so I, I decided to spend a year um, doing some judging. And that was really nice because then you could see how it actually is to be a judge and and what am i looking for as a judge and a competitor and a coffee and a presentation how do you how do you actually you know score different presentations but then going back into the competition scene i was much more mindful of creating a good experience for the judges because ultimately that's that's who i'm serving the coffees for and i want them to not be 
in their clipboard all the time with me giving them ridiculous amounts of information but but actually creating an experience for them that i can follow along and i can i can introduce everything that i want to do but also you know that they have the time to taste and really really go through what i'm trying to what i'm trying to show them so so now it's it's a mix of both i'm really I am um if if you think of like competition themes, I'm always more into that kind of service aspect. I'm not a too technical or sciencey guy myself. So if you you know, there's definitely a lot more people that know a lot more about coffee and different ins and outs than than I do. But I think my strong point is actually creating a a, a really nice experience service wise and how do you tie that in with with the coffee you're serving and and tying in, in, in different stories and different experiences. So I think that's been a, a massive game changer for me to understand how do you actually build this? Because essentially that's what we're all trying to do. We're trying to create this memorable memorable experience for either the four judges in front of us or or the guest in the cafe every day. So so that's been a so that's been the kind of the biggest shift. But then also at the same time you need to play the game and you need to know the you need to know the score sheet. You need to know where you where can you get points. What scores well what doesn't score well so it's been yeah i think every season you learn something new either if it's from competing or judging or or talking to other people and then you can use that over the over the next year so yeah yeah absolutely like every year more things to learn and especially if you broaden out into different places like you said judging or whether it be coaching somebody else as long as you're around the competition there's always more stuff to better prepare you for the following year yeah so do you have a, a memorable routine other than your own um that you watched and really enjoyed um i yeah that's a very good question I think like like all of us probably when we started we the only thing you can really do is open youtube and and look for some some you know world final routines i can't remember the year exactly but i remember when charles babinski won the u.s barista championship that must have been like 2000 and is that 2015 when sasha won the world 2015 might be um i think Yes, I think that was 2015. I think Babinski's won it two or three times, maybe. I think he's been second a lot of times. But um, so uh, yes. the, year when he, the year when he won, he had a very simple presentation. But I kind of like the mindset that he had, like just running through. I can't remember the coffee that he used now, but he, he used an interesting technique of just explaining what he's doing and how the coffee will taste and kind of changing different ratios of... of um, of of the coffees he's preparing and i think it just for me just that flow felt really really nice and i remember listening to a podcast with him after that and he said that over the years he actually started training much much more differently like when the, in the in the kind of later years of his competition he actually didn't practice that much of the whole routine he just practiced you know the coffee tastes good or like the theme is 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 good or the drinks are good and and um and kind of went with the flow obviously there's probably a lot of preparation involved but kind of having that very uh open open mindset for the for the competition so that that's what i what i really liked and uh, i think one of the other ones that are very memorable 
probably Agnieszka when she won the WBC in 2018. Um, and that was just, yeah, that was just something so relatable to everybody, not only the people, you know, watching and um, that work in coffee, but I think for, for most people just that even don't know, like that was such a routine that was built out of pure passion for service and, and sharing experiences and, and, you know, that kind of every day in the coffee shop. I think that's, that's been one of the, one of the highlight, um, highlight performances for me if on the back of my, on the back of my mind. But uh, I always look, I always look at, I enjoy competitors that feel relaxed and, and I, I enjoy competitors that, especially if I know them that can bring themselves on stage. So obviously this is a performance and you have a lot of, you know, when you're practicing so many times, but, um, but uh, I think it's always important not to lose yourself in, in the process and, and really bring your personality and bring your, bring your character and bring the things that you want to bring to the stage. So I think that's, I always enjoy competitors that, that bring a certain, a certain aspect of, 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 of themselves on the stage. So it's always been nice to see, but those two, I think on the top of my mind, those been the kind of more memorable ones that have inspired me to to think about things differently as well yeah i completely agree like i'm always really drawn to routines that have got like a lot of personality in them and those two in particular were like very and they felt a bit more free and less like okay i need to follow this script to tick the boxes it felt like warm and like interaction yeah because i think like, personally i've especially in the in the start of my kind of competition career when I when I started to kind of yeah I went after I did the first WBC in Dublin and then that I did Budapest for the cupping afterwards I realized how little people actually that compete how little of them actually work behind the bar daily and to be honest to an extent that kind of pissed me off because then I understand okay like you're you know how can you do this without actually doing it every day obviously you know it's 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 totally fine but it was kind of for me like a driving force be like well here i am i'm working every day behind the coffee shop this is pretty much what i do every day and that's kind of the where the passion is and then and then some of these people are not even baristas so it's it was kind of interesting to see how how uh, yeah and then there's always an element of service in there so you always see like um then I always say like, well, maybe they're not, they're really good baristas here on stage, but maybe they're not the best baristas in real life. So, so it's always been interesting for me to, to see actually the, the diversity of the competitors of what they actually do. And then, but yeah, I think that's where it comes like knowing these people that they actually work hard and in their everyday lives of, of, you know, providing good service. So and then you can, I can definitely feel who is and who's maybe not the, not a barista, but I guess these days you, you will rarely find people actively working behind the bar and the in the competition scene or the people that make it to the finals so but it's always good i'm always happy to see people that are actually pulling in some shifts do well on on the world stage so yeah yeah i think that trend um at least in my experience kind of illustrates a bit of um sheds a bit of light on the barrier to entry for these competitions for people who are working on a bar all day every day because there's a you know there's a lot of time and practice you need to put into it to do well and like i think we concluded in the uk that maybe it was like 
possibly Gwilym Davis in like 2008 or 2009, who was the last person who was a full-time, you know, working behind a bar to win the UK Barista Championship. Yeah, I mean, but also there's so much time that goes into this and, you know, being a full-time barista behind the bar, there's not necessarily that much that much time to 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 devote to this. I mean, there's always time, but it's also it's it's a balance of, you know, how do you how do you then not burn out completely and but uh but still, I mean, it's you know, you have to put in the hours and the work to 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 get. So definitely not in any way saying that the people that don't work bar that they haven't put in the work but uh it always it always ticks a box in my heart when i see people people doing well and and actually showcasing what they what they do every day behind the bar so do you have any um tips that you'd like to give to first time competitors or people who are thinking about getting into competition i think the first like if i always say to everybody that kind of ask me like oh i'm thinking i want to try this like should i try this my answer is always going to be you should definitely try this because you will you will never know you know how how it is if if you don't try it so i think um just kind of yeah stepping up to that decision and and, and trying it and then and then finding the, this, the second part is not that easy but finding people that can help you um finding people that can you know give you some tips or 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 just encourage you to kind of keep going or that this is kind of a right thing to try out so i think i think um yeah i mean obviously there's all the things that you know knowing what you're competing in and reading rules and, and all of that stuff but but i think the the most crucial part is that you just need to you just need to try it you know your first time might go really well your first time might go really bad but you know it's all a part of the experience and i think you grow year in year out if you if you stay in the competition scene and if you don't then you've tried it and then you know oh maybe this is not for me so it's but i would always say just just try it see what kind of support you can get if it's a person that has done it before or if it's somebody also new that wants to jump in to help you and we've seen that i've seen that here and within our company and in denmark that you know people just go for it and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work but you know the experience is there and you you get so much out of that 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 preparation time and and you learn a little bit about yourself as well how how good of a barista you are uh, or what skills you need to perfect and polish and um, yeah so i think those the those are the two things and then i think one big thing for for people that are actually working bar is that you can i always say that you can practice every day if you're working on the bar that's your Obviously, you're serving drinks and, you know, you're working, but you can practice through that. You can, you know, be become better at whether it's espresso or your, you know, technical skills and all of these kind of things. So I think I've I've done that myself. Also knowing, OK, what what do I need to get better at? And being at work and working a shift is, is the best chance you get because you have five or eight hours of nonstop coffee making. So you can just test your skills. Obviously, it's a it's a day at work and you get tired at the end, but but that's also a good way of like that you never you don't always need to be you know spending so much hours after work that you can also get a lot of things done uh while you're working so i think just knowing what what you need to improve on so i would i would say that's a that's a great way how to also get started and just just become a better barista um while you're working 
Yeah, definitely. Like you could, for example, if you're working on an opening shift and you've got to dial in a new coffee that you're, you know, not used to, you could treat that exactly like your backstage prep time at competition and be like, okay, I'm going to set myself time to do this and treat it like it's prep for the comp. And you can definitely do that on a regular basis. Yeah, exactly. And I think just working, being comfortable with, with, everything that you work with and i always say to like new baristas like well you we need to use both of our hands when we're working so we're used to you know using your dominant hand you're grinding the coffee tamping the coffee you know you're locking into the machine but like you can use we can use both of our hands how can you make your coffee and clean at the same time or lock your portafilter grab a cup and all of these kind of things so we're kind of you know you're getting into 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 kind of the zone where you know, you're just comfortable with that routine of, of making coffee and making it really, really well. I've had some people, I've had some people in the past tell me like, well, you really work as like a competition barista or like, you know, you work so clean and this, but it's like, yeah, but it's also, it's fun because then I can, you know, I can be better, you know, than, than, than I was a while ago, or, you know, I can implement these kind of competition aspects to it. But at the end of the day, I, I, you know that's that's a much easier and much more fun way to work than uh, than than kind of and that's more much more challenging because then if you can work clean when you're getting absolutely smashed on a on a morning shift then i think that's the biggest success you can have totally agree and if you you know you're staying switched on you know working bar like a competition barista it means that you don't have to then try and switch things back on next time you know like wipe the top, wipe the spouts. Because that's something that a lot of people wouldn't typically do on a bar. But if it's you're a competitor, you're like, this is a point on the technical sheet, keep, you know, keeping it in there. I mean, to an extent, you can always work it in your routine. I think I've always kind of, obviously there's a, you know, very like a lot of show element when it comes to like cleaning the portafilter or these kind of things, but you can make variations of it that like works in the in a bar flow scenario. So I think it's always been, uh, and it's just fun to to adapt yourself and to to see okay how can i how can i get better at this how can i work faster but still do you know very very good workflow and stay clean and you know not make too much of a mess for sure um was there anything else that you were hoping to talk about that you wanted to talk about about competitions um before we wrap things up um no, I, I mean, I don't think so. I think it's, yeah, I think, yeah, like I mentioned before, I think one of the biggest things what what is missing in 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 the kind of competition industry is just actually sharing a lot of the experiences. Obviously, there's these kind of, you know, closed groups and closed bubbles and your communities that you're in. We're obviously living very, very, very much far apart, but just kind of that sharing aspect of like what works, what doesn't work, what you should do. And I think I've found that over the years, I've tried to help as much as I can to to people that that you know maybe need help with their routines or or completely kind of rethink what they're doing as well. It has backfired on me many times where I help too much and then I ended up end up you know giving out too much information that helps other people too much. So that has definitely backfired. But I think in my mind it's always like if I can help in any way, um, I'm more than happy to 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 help and, and assist and, and just share my knowledge because at the end of the day, these are coffee competitions. They, you know, they're a great platform for us to share as coffee professionals share coffees. But 
at the end of the day, it's all about community and how can we, you know, get better, whether it's locally or in the world stage. So I think it's just important that we keep sharing and and through different platforms, whether it's community, where it's podcasts or or people talking about it. So I think it's yeah, that's the most important part. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for uh, contributing to all that. Yeah, no, thanks so much for, for, for having me on. It's it's always nice to kind of talk something that is uh, very close to, to, to my heart and, and something that kind of drives me every day to, to work in coffee. So it's been, it's been fun. Amazing. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Hello Judges. Another great chat with an awesome coffee professional. Huge thank you to Yanis for joining me on the podcast. Next week, my guest is Canadian barista champion Ben Putt. Make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date. If you've got any suggestions or future guests you'd like to see on the podcast, drop me an email on hellojudgespodcast at gmail.com. Please wait until I call time to assess the podcast. When I do, please remove the disc, swirl for three seconds, and enjoy across three listens. Thank you. Time.